overdose of suicide Yeah, but my coffin would be nice Yeah, stir that bitch up with some ice Yeah These people don't want me alive, no They wanna play games of my life Oh, the coop doors are suicide Oh, the coop doors are suicide oh. Hello everyone uh, Mintberry Crunch here, aka LVE, reigning NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, you're listening to Boys Will Be Boys. I'll hand this off to Andy and Ben. Take it away, guys. Scoobly doop doop. Ah, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, LVE, young you know, Mintberry uh, Crunch. That guy, I mean, we appreciate you. He's a weird guy, but man, I gotta eat a whole damn bowl of crow on that kid, Ben. We were not, uh, what do you call, excited when that pick was made. And I'll say this for the record. We wanted Derwin James, and that kid is a beast. A beast. So we weren't wrong. We just weren't correct about our evaluation of LVE. And we foolishly forgot Sean Lee misses about 10 games a year. So, man, we'll get into the game, obviously, but this kid... I mean, easily worth a. Fr- I mean, if they redraft right now, he's going in the top ten. You got to think if they redraft everyone who's ever stepped foot in the NFL. He's going top ten. You know what I mean? Damn, hot takes with Ben Walker. I this mean, is Andy Gatelli, Benjamin Walker. This is boys will be boys. Your favorite Dallas Cowboys podcast. Ugh, Ben, I'm, there's I'm, really nothing to say, goat, but. Jason Garrett's the best coach in the league. <laughs> Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the league. Ezekiel Elliott's the best running back of all time. And um, we'll never lose again. Ben, I'm getting kind of nauseous from riding this roller coaster every week, my dude. Like, <sighs> I mean, if, if anyone listened to the podcast last week, we I mean, we had just lost to the Titans by two scores. It looked like total trash. And then the Cowboys go up to the link and defeat the reigning Super Bowl champions, and kind of win. I mean, they lead the entire game. We never were down. Like, it was, no, it it was, was ridiculous. It was a game that they looked a lot like they did when they had that great run in 2016 in the first half of 2017, where it was easy to tell what we wanted to do. We did it well, and... I don't know. It was their identity back. I don't know where that team's been for eight games, but that was about the cleanest game of football they've had all year. And don't even bring up Jacksonville. That was a weird fluke game where we got up and then everyone just sort of stopped giving a fuck. This was like a complete, from point A to point B, domination. I mean, I don't know if domination's the right word, but it felt good. It looked good. Yeah. And it, it was a very complete performance. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and the guys that you expect to play well when the Cowboys win played really well. The line yes. had probably their best game of the year. Zeke Elliott absolutely put on a show, averaged almost 10 yards a carry. Uh, Dak, a very efficient 26 for 36, uh, almost 300 yards passing, scored two touchdowns. Um, receivers were, were getting open, making plays. It was great to see. Um you know, going into this, Ben, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of in favor of us losing this game. I, I wanted, I, the, I wanted the nail in the coffin of Jason Garrett's time here, but I'll also admit that it never feels bad to beat the Eagles. Yeah, I know. I, I want us to do so poorly that Jerry has no choice but to fire Jason. But in typical Jason fashion, man, this team, I'll give him this: the one redeeming factor I will say of of Coach Clap Clap is that. This team, you know, any other coach, you know, I was talking about this with a couple of Cowboy fans last night, actually. And the one redeeming thing is this team doesn't quit on him. They play hard. They play through games. I mean, even they when they lose, they don't quit on Jason. So It's not like Wade. I mean, we all remember the end of Wade Phillips' time here where the team literally, like, that, that the Jacksonville game and then the Packers game where I think by about the middle of the second quarter, you had dudes just, like, not even pursuing, like, if they weren't gonna like be run into the guy, then they were just like, ah, okay, and just let him burn him to the end zone. It was rough. Yeah, absolutely. And this team doesn't do that for Jason, so that's probably his one redeeming thing. Um, I wish 
he didn't coach us out of so many games, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, I still feel the same about him. This didn't change my mind, but it was a, it was just a fun game. Go, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, you know, right off the bat, the Cowboys decide to defer to the second half, and that is always a sign where you're like, okay, fine. Now we're gonna now that our backs are against the wall, and I want us to lose. Now we start doing everything that I want us to you do. Also, had some coach Richard almost fired another coach, which was tight. Let me just say how much I love that the Eagles are a team that will talk shit and then not back it up. That is just the most Philly attitude I've ever seen. Like to to start all this noise, talk all this shit all week about how Dallas fans are shitty. Oh, and let's let's get we'll get into this at the halftime segment of the show, but how about talking shit about how Dallas fans are fair weather and they don't stick with the team and Philadelphia fans are there through thick and thin. And then at halftime, when this team is down by a touchdown, their own fans are booing them off the field and throwing beers at them as they go into their own tunnel. Like Philly is trash. All right. The city is trash. Philly is trash. You know, when the last time Philly was cool, Benjamin Franklin was walking around that bitch. So hell yeah, you're down and out city of brotherly love. Enjoy being an open air heroin market down here. All downhill since then. Agreed. So the the Eagles do start with the ball. Um, and very first play, they try to go to Zach Ertz. Let me say this. We talked a lot about how Golden Tate was the cowboy killer. I think at the end of Zach Ertz's career, his highlight tape is going to be like 63% plays against the Cowboys. This dude had like 14 catches for 100-something yards and two touchdowns last time we played him. This, this time around, I think he ended up with something similar. Yeah, 14 for 145 and two TDs. That's pretty decent. Pretty um, decent. He's a he's very good at football, I will say he that. He can't block for shit, but he is an obse- exceptionally good wide receiver tight end. Yeah, he's doing that to everybody, to be fair. I think I saw some stat. He's on pace for the fourth most catches in NFL history. He's going to shatter Jason Witten's record for most catches by a tight end in a season at this That's pace. ridiculous. So, so they do try to start off going to Wentz, or they go Wentz to Ertz, but he only gets one yard because Jalen Smith just sticks him. Can we just talk about how Jalen Smith is boy. an absolute badass? Like, I just want to say that this linebacker core, even our friend who we brought on a couple couple weeks ago, our big Texan fan, number one Cowboy hater, Lane Broadway. Shout out, Lane Broadway. Game, did even text us and go, man, I hate to say it, but you guys have two studs at linebacker for the foreseeable future. It's very true. And and props to the Cowboys for taking a chance on Jalen and props to Dr. James Andrews for clearly doing a tremendous job on the surgery. Yeah, I hated both those picks, so what do I know? But Jalen and, and I and you know I have some personal stake in this. Obviously, you guys have heard me and Ben go back and forth on Jalen Smith. I was on the Jalen Smith hype train from minute one, um, and it's just awesome. Not only from a fan perspective, but it's just like to see like a good a good person with the right attitude overcome adversity is always awesome. And that's the story of Jalen Smith for sure. Um, and you know, I was listening to a podcast, a different podcast, not as good as ours, obviously, but a different podcast today. And they said that they think that physically Jalen is about 90% back according to the yeah. trainers. I would hate to see what, I would love to see what a hundred is. I was going to say, can you imagine what this dude's going to be doing at a hundred percent? If that's the case, like you give him well, next to LVE. The, if you listen to Broadus and some of those guys, they're saying Zeke, who also had a monster game, is not quite a hundred. That's why he couldn't break away on a couple of those runs. He still got his knee bothering him. So. Yeah, knee and ankle was what he was on the, the injured list with. But a I guess still good ago. enough to just straight hurdle motherfuckers in the yeah, middle of the field. That's that's what should scare the league, is that Zeke Elliott at like 80% is the best player on a, the field in an NFL game. So take that for what you will. So Jalen does bomb on Ertz, first play of the game. Second play, they give it to uh, Adams. Uh, this kid came out of Notre Dame. Uh, good player, effect, pretty much. He was the only guy that I really saw running the ball effectively for the Eagles. They just didn't give him the ball very much. Um, but they have a real weird committee thing. That's the one knock I'd say on Peterson. Maybe not because I mean they won a Super Bowl last year implementing it. But he gives about three different running backs a game. Yeah, but teammates with Jalen Smith at Notre Dame uh, gets stopped for no gain on second down. So that brings up third and nine. Uh, and they try to get Golden Tate involved early. A little short pass takes it seven yards, but D Law out there takes him down 
uh, brings up fourth and two, and they punt. Um, we do get a penalty on Byron Jones for uh, offensive holding on the return, um, so that pushes us back a little bit. But, man, the penalties in this game. It didn't end up biting us too badly, but this was a game where zero penalties were called on the Eagles. Zero penalties. Now, in the last five years, there have been 30 teams that have pitched a perfect game. They have zero penalties. Six of those teams were playing against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm not saying that's a conspiracy, but wake up, sheeple. Put on your tinfoil hat. The league is conspiring to make the Dallas Cowboys lose. I saw that tweet. And I even was like, should I bring that up on the pod? And I was like, no. Andy's going to see that, and he's going to go. He's going to say something about it. Oh, you're damn right. Just let it go. You're damn right. So the Cowboys do get the ball. We start on our own nine. First play of the game, Dak is sacked by Brandon Graham. And instantly I'm like, man, this is going to be a long night. I pretty much laughed at how bad Dak looked on that. Second and ten, we give it to Zeke up the middle. One yard stopped by Malcolm Jenkins. And then on third and nine, um, this had a chance to be a good play. Gallup gets open on this play, and Dak just hesitates. He pumps one time instead of throwing the ball, and he delivers late. And Gallup goes up and makes a deslike catch, a really sick catch at the high point of the ball, but gets hit in the air and goes out of bounds. It's an incomplete catch. Um, mm-hmm. So we end up going three and out, three three plays for one yard, and we punt. Um, so already we're like, damn it, like more of the same. Defense will eventually wear down. Cowboys offense looks like trash. Here we go. But on the first play of the next drive for the Eagles, they're starting on the Dallas 44. They're on our side of the field. This is looking bad. They try to go to Zach Ertz, and one Leighton Vander Esch just drifts into the passing lane, snags the ball for his first career interception, and returns it 28 yards. Man, this is a pretty nasty hit by the young boy. Yeah, this was sweet. We we don't get many interceptions on this uh, on this team. It was awesome to see. It reminded me, um, you know, I, I was talking this with my cousin. It reminded me of that pick Sean Lee had about seven eight years ago. Yeah, you know, I forget. We, I think it was in Peyton the end zone. Manning pick. Off, and he kind of like, man, this kid's pretty good. And uh, that's what LVE well, looked this- like, man, on this. And this wouldn't be LVE's first Sean Lee impression of the day. Uh, he has a play later that is vintage Sean Lee. So the yeah, Cowboys do get the I ball mean, back. To be fair, just a bad throw by Wentz. It was funny. The announcers were just talking about how low his – in the last 20 games, there's only like four QBs who've thrown less than 10 picks or something like that. You saw that graphic, right? Uh, it was weird. And then literally yeah. he goes out and throws a pick. And I was like, <laughs> It was also very overstated because they said he had had seven interceptions dropped in their last like seven games or something like that. So like he had been the beneficiary of some dropped interceptions, which sure. Dak Prescott was also Ooh, the beneficiary say, of one. There is a really bad one coming up. That So for, on uh, uh, the Dallas does get the ball. We're at the Philly 38. Uh, Zeke Elliott gets the ball, goes for two yards. Uh, they really shut Zeke down for like the first like four or five touches he got. We're pretty much going nowhere. Yeah, that's always my beef when we give up on the run in the second half is I really feel like if you looked at his first and second half stats that in games we win, Zeke gets a lot more carries in the second half. I mean, that you know probably just goes we're also up and dominating the time of possessions. Yeah, but like you look at the Titans game last week, they give Zeke six touches in the second half in a tie game. But he wears the defense down. I mean, there's so many games we watch where in the second half he just takes over. And this was another. I mean, you can't – he may go – 10 carries for 16 yards at one point, but that doesn't mean I don't want to give him 10 more carries in the second half. Agreed. Um, So that brings up second and eight. Uh, Dak finds Amari Cooper for 13 yards. Man, I've been watching film on Amari all week after this game. Amari Cooper's route running is unlike anything we've had on this team in the entire time I've watched it, to be honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a Dez lifer. Love Dez. Don't think Amari is Dez. But Des never ran routes like this. Amari Cooper is a technician. Yeah, and that was that was the scouting report on him, right? You know, we we always talked about, regardless of what we thought of Des, was Dak and Des never really fit. You know, the puzzle piece just didn't didn't lock up right because they were different players and needed different QBs. And Tony could throw those and back Dak fades. And Dak isn't very good. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Um, 
But he needs a guy like Amari who isn't the high point catch guy like Dez was, not the physical freak, but he just runs really, really crisp routes. I mean, that's always been Amari's um, – you know, they use that word polished all the time. He yeah. was very polished in and out of cuts. And he was abusing Darby all game. I mean, there's a couple plays. There's one later where he gets open twice on the same play. And not that I'm celebrating this, but like Darby tore his ACL trying to keep up with Amari yeah. Cooper on a cut. It was ridiculous. So um, Amari gets for the first down. I will say this. Amari Cooper, uh, I believe 12 of his... 13 catches have been for first downs. And since he came aboard the Cowboys, we went from 30th in the league in third down conversions to fourth. So he has done a tremendous job, whether it's taking pressure off other guys, getting open himself. Um, he's definitely making an impact. Yeah. And we, I mean, you see the benefits of needing a number one. I don't know why they ever thought this wide receiver wide receiver by committee thing was ever going to work in preseason. It really makes you wonder what they were thinking once they cut Dez, you know, because yeah. they just didn't address the position at all. And we've seen in two games the positive impact he's had on Dak, the whole offense, the third down rate, the red zone rate. Actually, I mean, I guess we were trash in the red zone against Tennessee. But in general – He's been he's been a really positive uh, influence. I saw some next gen stat that showed um, just that Zeke's production and Dak's production have been positively influenced by his arrival. So that's yeah. what you want if you're going to spend a first rounder on the guy. He might as well be worth it. And he's he's been so great. far. He's been very good. Yeah, uh, and I love his attitude. I mean, not a loud guy. I've heard him speak, dude. <laughs> the only time I heard him speak was after the game. They caught him coming off the field, and he goes. Good to get that W, got some stuff to go work on, got to keep it rolling, and then just ran into the locker room. Like, dude's all business, totally professional, very humble, quiet kid. Next side note, does anyone from Alabama speak in the pros? Well, we never had a problem with uh, Rolando McClain <laughs> not speaking. Uh, he, he could talk. Um, but yeah, no, they're, I think Saban beats them down, and they they are not talkers. No, no. I guess Ingram's a little bit of a talker too, but True. it just seems like so many like Julio. I've heard he's been the league's best wide receiver for the last five years, and I've heard him say four sentences in his life. Well, him and AJ Green are both like these huge, larger than life, ridiculous wide receivers, and I think total, I've probably heard the Pope talk more <laughs> than both of those dudes combined. And I'm not yeah. Catholic, so yeah. Very interesting, but so yeah, Cooper but doing anyway, his yes. thing. Yeah, so that gets brings up a first down, first and ten from the Philly twenty-three. Zeke goes for one yard. Um, that brings up second and nine. Dak scrambles up the middle, gets two yards. Zach Martin was actually hurt on this play. I was scared Ooh. as fuck. We both texted each other like, "Well, just shut it down, boys. Punt the season because if you lose Dude. that guy and." We're already without left guard. Uh, we didn't realize this heading into the game that Connor Williams, or we were so busy bitching about the previous week, we didn't really talk about it. But Connor Williams, who's really struggled at left guard, uh, was inactive in this game, Andy. He was, uh, I forget what he was hurt with, but um, he didn't. Yeah, he got his knee scoped. I don't know what the actual injury was, but I'll say this. Suofilo looked good, man. This guy that they brought in to back him up looked I was going to say, I was not even going to try and pronounce his name. But yeah, he was, I mean, I, Maybe the best performance O-line's had all year. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, Tyron was the number one ranked pass blocker uh, for PFF this week. Um, I don't know if that's because he didn't have to worry about what was happening to his right or what, but they looked great. So, And it's weird because Philly's always, even when the Cowboys have been very good and we've beaten Philly, uh, the O-line has always struggled against Fletcher Cox, and now they got Michael Bennett over there. Um, I mean, they're just a and normally race. Derek Barnett, though he's out. Yeah, but, I mean, they got Chris Long, too, on the other yep. side. I mean, they, they have a nice front seven, and we talked about this last year when they were making you know their big playoff push, and it was, I think, six of their front seven or first or second rounders. So, well, I mean— this There's is a team that go, coming there. into this game, they had allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL. They were averaging 80 yards rushing against per game. They yep. had allowed one rusher over 50 yards. It was Saquon Barkley, 
who was getting his usual garbage yards and garbage time when they were down by 30. So see him get praised this last week and he had like two yeah 60 carry. yards rushing it's so crazy i don't know how we've ever lived without the immaculate ridiculousness of saquon barkley <laughs> <laughs> so tight let me just say this i get really tired of watching zeke elliott rush for 200 yards and people will be like he looks out of shape he's a little gassed and then saquon barkley will rush for 40 yards on 35 carries and people will be like Oh my God, his thighs. I just, uh, I, I'm thinking about leaving my wife because of the presence of Saquon Barkley. Just like, yeah, this kid's a bomb. It's fantasy football, man. He's just been, everyone plays. He's PPR monster, so everyone just assumes he's Glad really I have monster. Zeke. I would rather have Zeke, not on fantasy, but I'm talking about on my football team. I want the guy that can score touchdowns and convert yes. key fourth downs. I still think Zeke's a far better player at oh, this point. yeah. But he's he's probably good. He just he gets a lot of like dump off little catches. He has no line. I mean, there's a lot of shit working against him. He's got Eli back there. I mean, there's lots of bad stuff. I'm sure he'll be great. I just I think the hype is a little much at the moment. But anyway, so Zach Martin goes down, brings up third and seven. Um, they bring in Chris Redmond, who we're just like, who the hell is this? Um, Dak hits Amari Cooper again, who gets 10 yards. Um, so uh, Amari, two catches, two first downs so far in this game. Um, first and 10, tries to sneak one out to Zeke Elliott, doesn't hit him. Uh, second and goal um, from the 10, we hand it off to Zeke, who gets three yards. Uh, and then Dak on third down tries to go over the top to Cooper. He just misses Amari here pretty badly. Yeah. Um, it's not a pickable ball, which I guess is, is good, but that brings up a fourth down and Brett Maher kicks a 25 yard field goal. Um, so three, nothing, uh, not too shabby. Nice to see the offense at least get some points off of a turnover. Um, so the Eagles do get the ball back. Uh, they run Clement on first down for five yards and then Wentz hits Jordan Matthews for 10. That brings them first and 10 at their own 40. Uh, Wentz then gets sacked for a nine-yard loss by the man, the myth, the legend, Randy Gregory. <sighs> yeah, good. He had his one play where he showed up on, on the field. It was a good yeah. sack. It was. I just, okay, I would love to see him do that. When Chris Collinsworth then goes on a rant, that this guy would have been a top-five pick. He's a pure pass rusher, and he has, like, two career sacks. I just... Say it. Ah, this kid's got an uphill battle both in life and in Ben's heart. In the pod. Yeah. Uh when he has more sacks than 15 yard penalties this season, we'll 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 discuss. All right, all right. But that was a, it was a nasty sack. Yes, it was. I liked it. Again, it was really good. He 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 definitely beat uh I forget whoever was trying to block him out there, but he got around real quick. It was nice. It was dope. So that brings up second and nineteen. Wentz finds Nelson Aguilar for 14 yards. Um, so they get third and five, and then they try to go short to Alshon Jeffrey, but great coverage by Cheeto Abouzier, who also had a good game this time around. He had a, a really great play later in this game, um, but good coverage on Alshon, um, and that brings up fourth and five. So uh, they punt. Um, we get an illegal block above the waist. And special teams are just having penalties all over the place on this one. Um, so we're forced to start at our own eight. Uh, first down, Dak tries to throw short to Amari Cooper. Oh uh, my God, that should have been a pick six. Yeah, this is the one, man. It hits the defender in the hands twice. Like it hits him in the hands and it pops up and the defender gets his hands back on it and still drops it. And this is on the eight yard line. Yeah, so like, like a double covered throw to an out route. I mean, it was bad. Yikes. So that's where we got lucky. Um, second and 10, little dump off pass to Zeke. He takes it for four yards. And then on third and six, Another first down catch for Amari Cooper. Um, dude was just a conversion machine. This was the nasty one. This is the one where they just kind of throw a little three-yard drag, and somebody comes up and lays the wood on Amari, and he just kind of bounces off of it and then is able to worm back up for three or four yards. I mean, this was just yep. pure, pure Amari Cooper on this one. Amari, Amari's got a little bit of des to him. He's hard, he's hard to take down. He's bigger than he looks. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have someone who can get some yak. So. Yeah, it's 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 dope. So first and ten from the Dallas nineteen. 
Uh, Dak finds Jeff Swaim for seven Mr. yards. Swaim, baby. Oh, Swaim is back in full effect. Uh, second and three. Give it to Zeke up the middle for five yards. That was Zeke's longest run up until that point was five yards. So it had looked like up until this point in the game, the Eagles had really kind of contained Zeke. Well, the offense looked pretty much how the offense normally looks to this point. Agreed. So uh, first and 10 from the 31, uh, Dak goes incomplete. We take a timeout. Second and 10, uh, Elliott goes for 11 yards, but... Noah Brown makes his great return to the Dallas Cowboys with an offensive holding call. Um, so keep in mind, at the end of this, when we talk about Zeke's overall stats, he had a couple of these runs that were called back. So that's 11 yards right there. So Dallas is now in second and 20. A uh, little dump off to Jeff Swain goes for five. Third and 15. Wait, third and 15. Let me guess what the genius Scott Linehan pulled out. Was it a screen pass? It was. To- a running back. It was. Oh, wow. Rod Smith gets it. He actually does pretty well with this ball. He gets yeah, 14 he and a half yards. Um, so it's fourth and one, and we're going to go for it. Jason's decided he's going for this one, but we get a false start penalty on Jeff Swain. And so it's fourth and six. We decide to punt Bad it out of there. Ball, dude. Swain's way too good of a player. To- Agreed. So the Eagles get the ball in their 26. They run Adams. Uh, this was the best play of the game for them from a rushing standpoint. Adams got 29 yards on this end around. Um, and then they were like, that was great. Let's never give this guy the ball again. Um, yeah, he had like seven carries on yeah. the day. Yeah, and they were all pretty good. Like, So then he gets five yards here. Um, then Wentz goes uh, to Alshon Jeffrey for 11 yards. So that brings up first and 10 of the Dallas 29. So they're knocking on the door here. They go... Uh, eight yards to Zach Ertz, who Van Der Esch stops, uh, and then a one-yard run by Smallwood, who gets stuck by Leighton Van Der Esch. Uh, then Wentz tries to go to Golden Tate, but that is knocked down, so it's now fourth and one of the Dallas 20. They decide they're going for it. Mm-hmm. They run up the middle with the boy, uh, Joe Adams. He gets absolutely mauled so- by Jordan Lewis, Demarcus Lawrence, and then Jalen Smith just eats him alive we get a nice swipe jalen goes out and throws up the x at midfield yeah, you saw that shouts out to his big bro it was all over instagram des and jalen giving each other love it was tight dude i loved it yeah i love that um you know des there's still a lot of guys in that locker room that like des most notably at least on social media appears jalen smith and cole beasley for sure are always tweeting at him so that was a lot of love, and I saw Dez, you know, threw something up on Instagram, calling him young. Dez player. got a lot of love all weekend. You had the Saints, like every guy that scored a touchdown threw up the X. Like Jalen st- stuffs this fourth down to get the ball back, and he throws up the X. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, he got a lot of love. I mean, it's weird for a locker room cancer that people would even think to show him love, but you know, we should probably start cutting everyone that throws up the X. Not the right yeah. kind of guy. Not an RKG. Jason Garrett does not approve. Not approved. Anti-clap. So Dallas gets the ball back <laughs> off turnover on downs. Started our own 23. Dak hits Amari Cooper for six yards. Uh, Zeke goes around the left end for two yards. Call timeout. Third and two. Dak tries to throw to Cole Beasley. Uh, doesn't work out. So we bring up fourth and two. Run out in punt formation. And then we do a little uh, little wrinkle here. Uh, direct snap to the GOAT, Jeff Heath, who gets three yards. Does anyone make more plays than Jeff Heath? Dude, he's a, he is a ball <laughs> hawk. He, offense, defense, special teams. He, I've seen this man kick a field goal, all right? Like, I, we talk a lot of shit about Jeff Heath, but as far as, like, the guy that you're, like, 60-year-old football coach tells you about that'll just do oh, anything yeah. like Jeff Jeff Heath is that guy. Well, they like, love him. I mean, they love him for that reason. My our only problem with Jeff Heath is he's just probably not good enough to get the 50 snaps a game that he gets. But yeah. if he got 20 snaps a game, yeah, he makes impact. I mean, yeah, he, he's he does a lot with what very little athletic ability he was given by <laughs> the good lord above. So, he gets his first down. Uh we take back over first and 10 from the 34. Uh, Dak does a little dump off to Zeke, takes it for 13 yards, uh, then hits Dalton Schultz for four yards. Slutty Schultz, four yards. Doing it big. Uh, second and six, Zeke runs for one yard, but we get uh, illegal motion on Noah Brown, his second penalty of 
the night. He had played three total snaps at this point. Like I said, I didn't know he was even active. He got reactivated last week when they cut Deontay Thompson. Okay, um, at least Deontay caught a couple balls. but Right. So that brings up second and 11. Uh, Dak hits Michael Gallup for nine yards. Michael Gallup, dude, continues to, to, to develop, and I love what I see. I won't hate the Gallup-Cooper one-two punch over the next few years. No, that's going to be dope. So that brings up third and two. Uh, Dak hits Cole Beasley for five yards, first and ten at the 40. Try to take a deep shot to Amari Cooper. Dak just misses this pretty terribly. Uh, then we hand it off this to the one where he he gets wide open on this one. Yeah, he gets wide open and Dak just th- overthrows him. I mean, yeah. And what was funny about this was that Amari beats Amari has this really great ability to look like he's running full speed and then kick that last gear in when the ball's in the air, so it throws the DB off. And that's what happened here. Dak overthrows Amari, and then the DB started celebrating as if he had just. Like done something, and I even defensive backs. I even saw like Eagles fans being like, "Dog, you got lucky as shit. You got toasted by Amari Cooper." So that is uh that's that was first and ten at the Philly forty on second and ten. Handoff to Zeke. Yep, handoff to Zeke. Uh, Zeke takes his thirty two yards, but that does not tell the story. Zeke fully hurdles a guy like. Yeah, not like a jumps over him and falls over. He hurdles him, lands, and keeps running. He ends up getting tripped up by the turf at like the eight yard line. But this was almost like the highlight play of Zeke's career. This would have been like an, a forty yard touchdown with a hurdle halfway through. Yeah, he even said after the game the turf monster got him. I mean, once he hurdles, he he should have had a touchdown walk in on this one. He just sort of gets tripped up coming down at the yeah. 10. The momentum when you hurdle someone and all your weight goes forward. I'm sure it's hard to like maintain your speed but also like yeah but it was an amazing play um that sets up first and goal at the philly eight uh dak scrambles to the right uh gets five yards philly challenges this and instead of dak getting like five yards he gets like four and a half yards i think fun of them but we didn't score here yeah so you know fuck me right uh then dak goes up the middle for no gain gets hit by fletcher cox on third and goal yeah, on third and goal, uh, Dak gets sacked for a nine-yard loss by Michael Bennett, and so we are forced to kick a field goal. Brett Maher kicks 31-yard field goal, so it is now 6-0. This is another game that we've really outplayed them, and we're up by less than a touchdown. I mean, it's just so Dallas first half. Um, one other thing I want to say, I was thinking, is the Ezekiel Elliott used to be a hurdler, and his mom was a hurdler the new Jimmy oh, yeah. to play basketball. Like, is that our is that our thing? Like every time Zeke jumps, someone's like, you know, he used to be a track star in high school. It's it's running, it's a it's a tie between that and did you know that LVE used to play eight man football? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They love that one. And now they're trying to call him the Wolf Hunter. Which now here's a guy. <laughs> this I guy's a the football wolf. player, man. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. Whoever called him the Wolf Hunter, I don't like that at all. He's Midberry yeah. Crunch, and y'all need to get Midberry Crunch or Club Vondersex or <laughs> Darth Vanderesh or, but yeah, Wolf Hunter, not into it. Um, so six zero, Philly takes back over with three minutes and forty one seconds to go in the half. Um, first play from scrimmage, they go Clement. He runs for no gain. Tyron Crawford hits him. Uh, second play, he hits Nelson Aguilar for 13 yards. Van Der Esch makes that tackle. Uh, then he hits Zach Ertz for 11 yards. Van Der Esch makes that tackle. Uh, and then they go back to Ertz for 11 yards. So Ertz was really eating this up. He hit the two-minute warning. They're on the Dallas 38. Uh, Wentz tries to go to Clement, but Xavier Woods is there with really good coverage here. Uh, then they try to go deep to... Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and a Wouzier just comes out of nowhere, knocks this ball down, which was great play. Great one with a flag. Yeah, was not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, third and 10 from the Dallas 38. They try to go short right to Ertz, but again, knocked down. And so uh, with a minute 33 to go, Jake Elliott lines up and kicks a 56-yard field goal, which he hit. So, hey, you're yeah, in that one. Questioning that call, but hey, if your kicker says he's got the distance – I guess he does do it. So it's a minute and a half to go. Dallas is going to get the ball back. We're kind of hoping it's really the for the drive that probably 
decided the game. Yeah, um, and this is the again, this is another instance where when we go into hurry up and Dak can kind of get into rhythm, this is when he looks the best by a significant margin. So first play, Dak uh, shoots it out to Cooper, who gets 15 yards, um, most of that in Yak, which is great. First and 10 from the 40, uh, Dak gets sacked by Brandon Graham and Chris Long for a 13-yard loss. Just held the ball too long on this one, man. This was a bad Dak sack. Yeah, I mean, his numbers, we talked about this too. His numbers look pretty good, but there's so many moments in this game where I was like, God, Dak's not good. And that was, this was one of them. You can't take 13-yard loss. Agreed. So that brings up second and 23 on our own 27. They hand it to Zeke, who gets eight yards. Um, Philly takes a timeout here, which... Trying to get the ball back. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Third and 15, we run a screen play, which classic Scott, but it actually works. Uh, Michael Gallup just takes this for 25 yards. This is a great play by Gallup. Yeah, Collinsworth pointed it out. I don't know what Philly's defense was doing, but he showed this, and he's like, man, they just they played so back on these guys. And, I mean, this is kind of what you think they're going to do. And for whatever reason, there was nobody out there. I mean, Gallup pretty much made – I don't even know if he made anyone miss. He pretty much just kind of trotted up the field for 25 yards before – Yeah, he got out to out. the edge, and Tyron Smith had gone out there and hit a block, yeah. and he pretty much sprung Gallup up the sideline. And Gallup just ran 25 yards and then stepped out of bounds. So and really probably the play of the game for Dallas because we were trying to punt that more than anything. Yeah. I mean, we were just running some clock, get what yards you can. Next thing you know, Gallup gets 25, and now you're now you're hunting. Now you're trying to get points before the half. Indeed. So 51 seconds to go, first and 10 at the 40. Um, this is the best play of the game from Dak Prescott, in my opinion, right here. Uh, Dak – Snaps yep. the ball. Yep. Um, he pumps. He steps up into the pocket, which is good. We saw we've seen him a bunch, like kind of get happy feet and stumble backwards and take losses. He steps up into the pocket and fires a laser beam right into tight coverage, right over Cole Beasley's shoulder for a 21 yard gain. Um, this is a, just a great throw. This is the kind of throw that we saw Dak make as a rookie. Um, so that was great. Um, first and ten for the Philly 19. Uh, Dak hits Jeff Swain for a one-yard gain. And then on second and nine, he hits Alan Hearns for 17 yards. They get, they stop him right at the one. It was almost a touchdown pass. Uh, and then Dak runs up there. He's hurrying the offense up. Um, people are wondering well, if Hearns gonna... doesn't do a lot well, but he seems to get open every time he runs a slant. Well, and I'll tell you what, Hearns, when he's allowed to go up against like second and third corners and play his role as like a second or third wide receiver – he does a pretty good job. It's when we were like, yeah, Hearns can probably be a number one. He's kind of like Dez. That like, no, he's getting shut down when he's playing the number one guy. So he gets a great uh, a great reception here. We're on the one-yard line. Dak runs up there. There's a lot of speculation out loud. I was like, is, is Dak going to spike it? Um, but he just grabs it and sneaks it and uh, immediately gets a touchdown. Yep. That was so, nice. It's a little no-huddle sneak. Uh, we were out of timeouts at that point. He gets in and – uh, then we're up 13-3, Goat. They pretty much kneel out after that or try some funky shit. I don't yeah, know. they tried one deep pass uh, to Nelson Aguilar, and then with eight seconds left, they do a little short pass to Wendell Smallwood. He got 18 yards, and I Jeff will say this. I will say this. I like the way Peterson coaches because mostly everybody right there would have taken a knee, and we saw it when he went for fourth on. It didn't work out, that fourth and one on the 20. Most people would have taken that field goal. Man, I like how often he goes for fourth and how often yeah, they re- they run they man. they gamble, which I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we go into halftime. It's thirteen to three. Um, the Cowboys had really come to life there at the end of the half on that last drive, and so people are kind of hoping that we're going to see more of the same. Uh, Dallas gets the ball to start the second half, and on the first play, Dak is sacked for nine what yard loss know, by Michael Bennett, a naked bootleg goat, and he got blown up, dude. He got blown up. If that isn't the most Scott Linehan of play calls in this entire game, then I don't know what is. Do you think Tony Romo could physically survive that hit? No, that was a pop. I think even Dak joked about it with Bennett. Um, Yeah, Ben, I mean, if you watch, Bennett doesn't even go for the fake. I mean, he runs straight at Dak. He knows he's not going to get blocked on it. I mean, they... I think teams just prepare for this play every time. Yeah, it's and it's not that effective. Like, <laughs> not anymore. So, it used to be. We just ran it to 
so damn often. When you only run you six plays. Down. Yeah. yeah. So that brings up second and 19. Uh, Dak scrambles around the end for three yards, uh, then hits a little pass to Zeke for two yards. Brings up fourth and 14. We end up punting. So three plays, negative four yards, two minutes off the clock. Not a great opening drive for Dallas. Um, Philly gets the ball. They immediately take a deep shot to Golden Tate, but Byron Jones shuts that down. Um, I was watching some tape on Byron Jones. Um, man, he, he between him and Chris Richard kind of implementing a new system, Byron just looks really good and confident out there. The defenders are switching between guys with a lot of fluidity. They don't seem to get lost that often, which we, we saw happen quite a bit back in the day. Um, I'm just super he's, stoked for he's, Byron. He's finally looking like the first-round pick that we spent on him. Uh, you know, corners feels just the eye test looks like a much more natural position for him. Uh, you know, the only thing you can even nitpick Byron is you'd like to see a couple takeaways that elite corners get. Um, you know, I think he maybe has one, maybe two career picks, but still, I mean, he's a good coverage guy and I, you know, you'll take that. So super legit. So, uh, that he shuts that down second and 10 from the Philly 45. They give it to Clement. He gets 11 yards. That brings up first and 10 on the Dallas 44. They hit Ertz. He gets 12 yards. Uh, then throw to Ertz again for 21 yards. So now they're on the Dallas 11. They try to run Clement, but Demarcus Lawrence hits him. Man, Demarcus Lawrence, um, people have you know commented that his sack numbers have gotten a little lower since he had that. she's gotten that shoulder injury. Um, but he has just been elite in the run stopping game lately, man. Like he's blown up a couple plays every single game. The thing with Tank is is his sack numbers themselves have gone down, but his impact really hasn't lessened. Like he still pops like every game you watch him. You know, he yeah. had one too where I don't know if it was later in the game or he already passed it where he hits uh he hits the hand of um Wentz while he's throwing I mean he had a couple where he was almost there so yeah he still he still is every bit as advertised you know and Absolutely. I hope we don't I hope we don't try and use his well you regress this year in sacks to <laughs> so we'll pay you like seven million dollars a year um so yeah so he he blows that play up um second and 13 they throw to Wint, they throw to Ertz who gets stopped for a five-yard loss but then he laterals it to Golden Tate who then gets a first down um they tried this again at the end of the game uh, it was not effective there either, but interesting that they they pulled it out early. Um, and then on third and seven, uh, Wentz fires it into the middle to Alshon Jeffrey, and Xavier Woods just honestly comes up with a great coverage play here, knocks the ball down. Um, so that leaves him with a field goal. Uh, Philly knocks the field goal through, makes it 13-6. to six. Mm-hmm. So Dallas gets the ball back. First play from scrimmage, handed off to Zeke, 15 yards. Zeke is starting to to break people down here. Um, first and ten from the Philly twenty five. Zeke goes from, or sorry, first and ten. Uh, Zeke busts a thirty five yard run uh, to the Philly twenty five. Um, this is the play where people have pointed out like Zeke ran out of gas on this play. He did, but fuck, he just got you fifty yards and two carries. Like yeah, so. He uh, Malcolm Jenkins actually pops the ball out at the very end of the play, but it just goes out of bounds harmlessly. Um, so now we're first and 10 from the 25. Give it to Rod Smith, who gets two yards. Uh, Dak then tries – we do that play again where we do the little end around to Jordan Lewis. Dak yeah. doesn't hit the pass. I'm kind of glad. Um, and then Dak bootlegs out, drops the ball, picks up the ball, and then chucks it downfield for an incomplete pass. So no harm done, but bad play. Yeah, he he was running and he hits his own knee or arm while throwing, or his offhand hits the ball while he's throwing, and then he picks. He's had a few of those. He was lucky year. that ball came right back to him, honestly. Um, and then so fourth and eight from the twenty-three, we line up to take a forty-two-yard field goal, and Brent Maher just misses the shit out of this kick. Um, that's three one straight those, games where he has you're on the T box and the ball starts right, stays right and continues to go right. So are you worried at all about the kicking game, Ben? Uh, worried. I don't know. I, I don't have the confidence I had that he's what Dan Bailey was in his prime, but I think we've been spoiled by the fact that we're one of 
two, maybe three fan bases that's had elite kicking for the last five, six years, and we don't have that anymore. I don't think he's a bad kicker. I think you look around the NFL, there's a lot of guys out there that I think he's better than, and he's having better seasons than. But no, he's not He's not a top five kicker or anything. He's mainly solid, and I, I think that's that's fine. I you know, I, I don't worry about it, but I you know, I think people are are just jaded because Dan was so perfect for so long. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So um so with that, the store score remains thirteen to six. Um the Eagles get the ball back. They run uh Smallwood for on the first play, gets three yards where Van Der Esch stops him. Uh then they hit Alshon Jeffrey for ten yards. So now first and ten from the Philly forty five. Wentz is sacked by Tyron Crawford. Tyron Crawford plays so well when he's at the tackle position. Like when he's allowed to be in that D tackle spot next to Lawrence, they can play kind of inside outside game, do some twists and stuff. Um, when you can get pressure from the other side from like taco or Randy Gregory, and then those two guys can do work. Like our line is, is really, really good at getting pressure. Yeah. You know, we did most of this game or not most of this can we do this entire game without taco or David Irving who are both nursing injuries. So the D line a little beat up. So it was good to see us get some pressure. Absolutely. So second and 11 from the Philly 44, try to go deep to Alshon Jeffrey, uh, does not work. So it brings up third and 11, uh, Wentz unfortunately hits a pass to Jordan Matthews for 18 yards. So now they are first and 10 of the Dallas 38, uh, Jordan Matthews hit again for 12 yards, and they run Joe Adams up the middle for five. Second and five of the Dallas 21. Uh, Wentz uh, hits Nelson Aguilar. He gets four yards. Um, third and one from the 17. Wentz just run, takes it himself up the middle, gets two yards where he gets popped by Lawrence. And then on first and 10 from the Dallas 15, uh, Wentz finds Zach Ertz for a touchdown. So they march down the field pretty easily. 10 plays, 68 yards, five and a half minutes off the clock. Ties the game up at 13. You're really, those those early field goals and now this missed field goal are really hurting you. Get stopped um, in the goal. You're just thinking, man, this is Tennessee all over again. It is. But luckily, this time, Dallas did not fold. Um, so they Dallas gets the ball back, and we do what we should be doing all, all day, every day. We feed Zeke. <laughs> So a four-yard run, a four-yard run, a 13 uh, then a short pass to Zeke for six yards, then a Zeke run on second and four for 18 yards, then uh, on first and 10 for the Philly 30, Dak finds Cole Beasley for 15 yards. We hand it off to Rod Smith, who gets six. Second and four, Zeke runs up the middle for two. And then on third and two, uh, they sneak Zeke out of the backfield, he catches a ball from Dak, and just strolls in from seven yards out. Uh, touchdown. So uh, five and a half minute drive, nine plays, 75 yards, very similar to the drive the Eagles had that came right back. It's now 20 to 13. Um, man, that was, that was probably the most like that drive was the one that for the, out of the entire season, I was like, wow, like that's a confidence builder right there. They're like, you could take a punch, get back up, deliver one yourself. Yeah, it was good to see. I mean, the rest of this game in general, they they did pretty good. Um, you know, the second half offense has been really lacking at times this year. And, you know, it was good to see. I mean, like you said, it was a really clean drive. This whole game, we looked like our, ourselves. I mean, I say that in really referring to what we'd like to look like and what we did look like in 2016. You know, I mean, we were a run-first team. Zeke had a dominant day. You know, Dak made enough plays with his legs or or finding Amari, and uh, it was it was a joy to see the offense not be just so lethargic today. Agreed. Um, so the Eagles, they're not ready to go down quite yet, though. Um, there's still 11 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter at this point. It is 20 to 13. Um, so they go right off the bat. They give it to Joe Adams. He gets five yards. Uh, Wentz then hits uh, Alshon Jeffrey for 10. They give it to Clement, who is stopped by Crawford for no gain. So we're now at second and 10 on the Philly 41. Um, and this was the biggest play of the game for the Eagles. Uh, Wentz went deep to Nelson Aguilar, who drifted behind Jeff Heath. Um, you know, Nelson Aguilar isn't very good, but he is very fast. Um, How dare you talk about Nelson Snags galore like that? So he catches this 51-yard pass. He gets, up, he gets tackled by Heath on the Dallas 8. 
Um, first and goal from the eight, they hand it to Joe Adams, who gets six yards. Second and goal from the two, uh, they hit Aguilar, but he's blown up by Leighton Vander Esch. And on third and goal from the Dallas one, um, Zach Hertz catches a pass, just a quick just slant uh, from Carson Wentz, and they score a touchdown. They tie the game up at 20. So, Ben, were you nervous at this point? Yes and no, because we had played well, and I'm still on the fence of is winning really going to help us long term, but also you always want to beat the Eagles. So it was like, I was at this point, honestly, Andy, I was just kind of like, hey, whatever happens, happens. If we lose, it's probably for the best. If we win, I'll be happy we beat Philly. That's so. actually kind of the best place we've ever been in mentally about this I team. It's I, like, was, I wasn't really freaking out. I was like, oh, let's go see. Let's go see what they got, I guess. That's fun. So first and 10 for the Dallas 25, uh, Dak hits Dalton Schultz, who like spins off of a tackle and picks up 17 yards. This is like a great play. By yes. Anyone better at the tight end position than Slutty Schultz? Dude, he's an absolute. The, the Dalton Schultz era has begun. Let's just be honest. Um, first and 10 for the Dallas 42, Dak hits Amari Cooper for 24 yards. Um, you know, you'd really like to see Cooper start to catch those like over the top bombs, but so far he's, he's really done tremendous job moving the chains. The passes to him are getting deeper. Um, I think they're starting to find some rhythm, which is awesome. Um, first and 10 from the Philly 34, they run Zeke for two yards, uh, second and eight from the Philly 32. Uh, they try to go deep left to Cooper. It is incomplete. That brings up third and eight. Uh, and this was a great play by Alan Hearns. Dak finds Alan Hearns, who jumps over a downed player and then kind of just weaves his way through the defense. He ends up getting 23 yards to get yep. to the Philly nine. Um, uh, just another heads, a third and eight conversion by Alan Hearns. It was a great job. I mean, we've looked really good on third down the last two games for the most part. So it's nice. It's not, I mean, this is what this team was. When we were effective, we were one of the top 10 teams in, in the league in third downs and one of the top 10 teams on, on red zone touchdown percentage. And that's where they've really, really struggled this year without Witten and Dez. Can this be sustainable moving forward, Goat? I, I don't know. I think they, they still have to prove that. I think it can be. I guess will it be? We just don't know. Because gotta find out. This team just looks so different one week to the next. But uh, tonight they really executed well on third down. That they did. So now we're first and goal from the Philly 9. Uh, hand it to Zeke. He gets seven yards. Second and goal from the Philly 2. Hand it to Zeke. He gets one yard. And then third and goal. You hand it to fucking Zeke. And he gets a touchdown. Um, so that makes it 27-20. to 20. That is how the game would end, though. I do want to uh, go through this last Philly drive because it has a pretty awesome moment on it. So Philly has got three minutes and 14 seconds left. Um they decide, you know, this is really like make or break time right here. Mm -hmm. So the first play they hit uh, Alshon Jeffrey for 17 yards. That gets them to the Philly 47. Uh, then they uh, do a short pass to Wendell Smallwood, who gets nine yards. Second and one from the 44, they do Golden Tate for six. First and 10. And at this point, they're going no huddle. Yep. Um, Carson Wentz finds Smallwood again for three yards. Uh, second and seven. Wentz scrambles himself for a five-yard gain. So that brings up the two-minute warning. Uh, now they're at third and two. Um, play of the game. This right is here. the play of the game right here. So it's they're on the Dallas 30. If they convert this, there's a really good chance they're going to score a touchdown. Um, they do a little screen pass out to Clement, and they have two guys out there to block Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, because Jalen blitzes. So it's pretty much LVE, and if he gets blocked – I mean, who knows how many yards Smallwood gets. He's probably at least getting the two he needs for the first down. More more likely than not, who knows? Probably more than that because it, it seems, at least on the screen, that there's nobody else out there. Yeah. So, But LVE goes right past two blockers. And, and then makes the tackle. Then makes the tackle, hits the guy low. This was very similar to the play Sean Lee made against the Eagles two years ago um, on a very similar play. Um, screen pass in clutch and blew Bro, the screen pass doesn't up. doesn't miss many tackles. No, all. no, he really doesn't. He is as fundamentally sound a player as we have, I would say as we've seen, but we've had Sean Lee. So he's pretty much just like a bigger Sean Lee who doesn't get hurt. 
which is crazy. So that brings up fourth and seven. Um, they do elect to go for it. They hit uh, Carson Wentz hits Zach Ertz, but Jeff Heath, being a hero, uh, yeah. sticks Ertz in the air, and they do an official replay. He was short. Um, they turn it over on downs, and Dallas would win the game. Um, this I did, possession was so Jason, though. Yeah, th- yeah. Let's let's go through this. So, so Scott, whoever Dallas, you Dallas. There's a minute left. Dallas has the ball. Philly has all three timeouts. So Dallas should just run Zeke three times. Yeah. Run right as much middle. clock as possible. They have not stopped Zeke at all. So here we go. They run Zeke on the first down. He gets minus the one yards. They take a timeout. Second and 11. They do like a screen pass to Beasley. That's almost like incomplete. But instead we get a four yard loss. They take another timeout. And then on third and 15, they have Dak not really scramble, just kind of like snap the ball and like almost kneel. Like he runs like a QB. Yeah, like a QB draw. Like like a dive. Yeah. And so on fourth and 16, we managed to take 29 seconds off the clock total. And we punt and you give the Eagles, you know, 40 seconds to, to try to beat you. And they damn near almost do it. I mean, they don't, they don't almost do it, but like, you know, Wentz hits Ertz for 13 yards. Um, they have to spike the ball. Yeah, we just sort of gave them – I don't know why we did this because our D was playing fine, but we played really soft back, and damn if in four plays later and three Zach Ertz catches later, yeah, uh, on, they're not on our damn 30 or our damn 40 for yeah, Hail Mary attempt. They're on, they're on the 32 at second and one with 11 seconds to go. Carson Wentz hits Zach Ertz for 23 yards. He's on the Dallas nine. He laterals it back to Golden Tate. Thank God Jeff Heath and a couple other Cowboys hit Tate to stop him, and that ended the game. But, man, I would have been questioning the hell out of that play calling on the last Dallas possession had that been anything more than a loss. So your Cowboys do win. They win 27-20 to 20, uh, in the link. They improved to four and five, second place in the NFC East. Um just a tremendous game from a couple different guys. Zeke Elliott absolutely gets the game ball on offense. Um, 151 rushing yards on 19 carries, including a touchdown. Uh, he also added to that uh, 36 receiving yards on six catches and another touchdown on defense. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch had 13 solo tackles, according to the NFL, 19, according to the Cowboys, a tackle for loss and an interception. Um, Jalen Smith also had a tremendous game, uh, had a tackle for loss, had a couple, had four tackles himself. Um, Crawford had a sack. Randy Gregory had a sack. Um, this was a great game all the way around. Offense played well. Defense played well. Special teams had left some things to be desired from a penalty point, but really, really great all around performance by the Dallas Cowboys. And man, you got to think that if they turn this season around somehow, this will be the game that people point to as being the fulcrum. Yeah, I mean, this team looked, and I, I know I've said this, so I'll just repeat it one more time, but this is the most I feel like they've had their identity all season. I mean, we won a few games, they looked good, but this was about the the cleanest. This seemed like the most uh, repeatable performance they've had. Agreed, agreed. Um, um, players of the game were pretty easy. I mean, I think Zeke, obviously, on offense. Off of Dak's numbers were bad. Um, he got away with a couple almost mistakes, but overall was was pretty good with the football. Uh, Zeke, like I said, was a monster. And then LVE on the other side was a monster. So I'll say this. Uh, Dak's QB rating before we got Amari Cooper, 84. Now that we have Amari, 101. No. Not too shabby. Amari Cooper did have six catches for 75 yards. Um, he continues to improve game over game. So hopefully we will see a continuation of that in Atlanta this week. So the Cowboys do go uh, to the shiny new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in uh, Hotlanta to play the Falcons. The Falcons are coming off of a, a really mysterious loss to the Browns. Doesn't make a ton the of NFL sense. So weird. Um, you know, we did this segment, and we'll probably—I don't know if you, we probably don't want to revisit it today, but let's 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 say next week where we'll once again review if anyone in the NFC is any good. I mean, as I said, there's about two, three teams that you can really count on to be good, and then everyone else this year can lose to just about anyone. 
Like I said, Atlanta loses to the Cleveland Browns. Um, they just get completely gashed by Mayfield and Nick Chubb. Um, that makes me feel good about Zeke Elliott uh, having a good day. The Falcons do have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They're 30th against the pass. They're like 26th against the run. Only two quarterbacks all year that haven't thrown for 300 yards against but them. But I'll tell you this. They, they have given up like 500-yard games and won. I mean, they, they lost to the Saints oh, in man. overtime. They lost to... I mean, they lost to the Panthers in like a 41-37 game or something like that. So they're only two years removed from from you know a Super Bowl appearance. And last year they probably should have beat Philly in the playoffs. They kind of collapsed in that one as well. Make no mistake, they this offense is absolutely lethal. With- yeah, I mean, you look everywhere. They have, I mean, even Devonta Freeman's out. Tevin Coleman's still he's still, decent. He's still a threat. Um, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley, and Hooper are maybe one of the best, if not the best, receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean that's their team. You know, their defense doesn't do much, but that. I'll offense- tell you this: we're going to find out about Byron Jones this week. We're going to find out if he's for real. Ooh. You know, it's regardless of what happens. We saw Hopkins do this to him. You know. Julio can make the best corners in the league look bad. I mean, the oh, yeah. year, I think the year Josh uh, Norman was a pro bowler, Julio had 300 yards receiving against the Panthers. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's on another level. Agreed. Um, so I'll say this, Ben, you know, I'm, I've never been uh, one to let the facts or reality get in the way of a good story. I think you know that from being my friend for as long as you have been. Right. Right. Um, and so obviously, you know, the Cowboys are not favored in this game and, I don't have any reason to think they're going to win, but I do think there's something very beautiful about the idea of like, this is the team last year that really broke Dak Prescott and really broke the Cowboys. Um, Yeah. This is the Chaz green game, eight sacks, six to one guy who thank God is not on this team anymore. Um, And so for, if they, if the Cowboys can come in here, having Tyron Smith this time, having Zeke Elliott this time and get a big win, this could be the game that catapults the Cowboys, you know, into a hot streak, and before you know it, they're right in the thick of things in the NFC East. Yeah, the Cowboys have a couple things working for them. Um, one being a pretty easy December schedule, and two being that the NFC East is a really, really bad division. Washington six and three, which is nice. Um, if they were 100% healthy, I'd say they'd probably walk away with this, but they've lost a bunch of key pieces. Um, Adrian Peterson is now starting to show a little bit of age, Andy, after that yep. uh, great October and uh, September. And had. their offensive line is just beat to shit. Yep, yep. So they lost like three starters to the IR all in one game a couple weeks ago. So, you know, we play them in two weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Philly has to go play New Orleans uh, this Sunday. I think it's just the – I think it's like a 325 game or something. But And Washington's playing a red-hot Houston Texans team who's won yeah. six straight. They've really yeah, beat not, everyone. they favorite in that one either. So, no, they're not. So what I'm saying is it does seem like the divisions – it's still within grasp. Uh, there's a lot of people. You mean you right before we came on? You told me some. There's a path where a six and ten team can win the NFC. We could be we could be in a three way tie for for six at six and ten and win the division. Uh, eight and eight is very conceivable. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I I have no idea what to expect, Andy. If you want to do that segment, we can. But I literally have no idea what to expect from this team in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if the Cowboys win and the Redskins lose. Then the Cowboys will be five and five, and the Redskins will be six and four going into the Thanksgiving game, and that will make it so the Cowboys could conceivably push their way into a tie for first place. You um, want to know my my most Cowboys prediction? Do tell. Um, they I, I don't really, I don't not sure of Atlanta if they win or lose, but we lose to Washington. It looks like we're kind of out of the division. We're going to play New Orleans. Who's ten and one, and somehow we beat a ten and one New Orleans team, and everyone's like, "Huh, Dallas still has a chance." Yeah, that that would be very Dallas. You know what, man? I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's it's Wednesday, and I'm in the period <laughs> of time where I'm feeling confident. I think they're going to win this one. I really do. I think that they're. I think Zeke Elliott is going to the clock. I don't think they're going to let uh, Ryan and Julio and all those guys kill him. 
And I think that D law and crew will get enough pressure on Ryan to, to limit his impact. I think Dallas, uh, you know, Dallas has only let up, you know, more than 20 points, like two or three times all year. Um, I think Dallas holds this Atlanta team to 24 points and walks out of there with a victory 27-24. Whew. I don't know. It's so hard for me. Um, you know, they're a good team. They're kind of the opposite of us. We don't score a lot. We don't give up a lot. They score a lot, and they give up a lot. So, As Texas Tech fans, this is a team after our own heart. Right. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, they're four and five also this year, Andy. If we hadn't talked about their record, they've had a real up and down year. Uh, they've beat some good teams, like you said, just lost to the Browns. So their fans are probably yeah. scratching their heads. I don't know how to figure this team out. They're four and five, just like us. This is a team that lost in overtime to the New Orleans Saints, and then got pounded by the Steelers. They beat the Bucks by five points. They beat the Giants by three points. And then they clobbered the Redskins. And then got beat pretty handily by the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. So I don't know if anyone has any idea who either of these teams are. It's a noon game on Sunday. I think it's going to be one hell of a ride, man. I'm stoked. I am too. You know, I think you're going to see monster games from Julio, monster game from Zeke. And it may be, I think it's going to be, I'll say 28-27. And I guess I'll go Atlanta. Oh. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think the matchup predictor for this game, let me just look at it real quick. 59.4% Atlanta, 40.3% Dallas. You no, know, I really want to ch- – I think I'll change that. I think we beat Atlanta, get to 5-5. Five and five. Everyone's stoked. Then we lose to the Redskins, who are two up on us in the division, and then we beat New Orleans. That's my official prediction. All right. I like it. I like it. So there you have it, folks. That is the uh, the prediction for this coming week. Uh, ben, do you have uh, any final thoughts or anything before we get out of here, my man? No, not at all. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners. Shout out to my cousin who just turned 40. Happy birthday, yeah. bro. Happy birthday, Brandon. And uh, I think that's it, man. Did you want to read your Reddit comment, the Zeke one? Do you still have that? Oh, let me see if I have that. I'll save it for next week. I don't know where it is. Yeah, um, it's fine. There's always no, there's no shortage of stupid people with bad opinions on the internet. So, <laughs> thank God, indeed. So, guys, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please do us the huge solid of liking, subscribing, and rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Um, we're always trying to get more people to listen to the greatness of that is boys will be boys. And those ratings and reviews help us so, so much. Uh, please feel free to leave us a comment or a question on our Twitter, B underscore W underscore B underscore B. We'd love to answer uh, Twitter questions and just get some love and comments from the Twitters as well. Um, so thank you so much. As always, guys, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. So they think I wanna die. Yeah, cause my dogs are suicide. Yeah, bet my coffin would be nice. Yeah, stir that bitch up with some ice. Yeah. These people don't want me alive. No, they wanna play games of my life. Oh, the coop doors are suicide. Oh, the coop doors are suicide. Oh,